0: This is section 61 of Mark Twain's Speaking. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Interview Hartford, early December, 1889, read by John Greenman. The reporter, commenting on Mark Twain's efforts on behalf of good copyright law, mentioned the bill introduced by Senator Jonathan Chase of Rhode Island, which had failed to pass in the previous session of Congress had the same party been in power i would have gone to washington with the boys but i don't know the feeling of the present congress and i have not much faith in a republican congress anyway they are more likely to slap on more protection where it isn't needed than to pass a measure which would do some good every one ought to get value for his labor "'whether he makes boots or manuscripts.' The reporter asked, "'What do you think of the opinion held by an eminent American author "'that American literature is now on its legs and does not need protection, "'since it has survived and overcome competition with pirated reprints?' "'That is true, as far as it goes, but it does not go far enough.' publishers, as it happens, are constructed out of pretty much the same material as other people, and they are not likely to pay a royalty on a book by an unknown American author when they can get works by established authors for nothing. I may as well speak out on this question. A month ago I wouldn't have done it. But now, yes, i will speak out this then understand is not simply a question of protecting american authors what becomes of them whether they live or die is of no consequence it is not merely a question of copyright it is a question of maintaining in america a national literature of preserving national sentiment national politics national thought and national morals what becomes of a dozen chuckle-headed authors who can go and saw wood if they like is the merest trifle compared with the great colossal national stakes involved we are fed on a foreign literature and imbibe foreign ideas but if i were to go to england and write down what i think of their monarchical shams pour out my utter contempt for their pitiful lords and dukes and preach my sermon i would not be able to get my views published no english publisher would do it but if a foreigner comes along here and after looking around for a few minutes, goes home and writes a book, abusing our president and reviling our institutions, his views are published, and his book is gobbled up by American publishers and circulated throughout the country for twenty cents a copy. Foreigners, after that, tell us that we are thin-skinned, you americans are very thin-skinned they say our skin is not so very thin but it would be tough if it were not lacerated by such things as these and then our newspapers are abused we are told that they are irreverent coarse vulgar ribald i hope they will remain irreverent i would like that irreverence to be preserved in america forever and ever irreverence for all royalties and all those titled creatures born into privilege merit alone should constitute the one title to eminence and we americans can afford to look down and spit upon miserable titled nonentities but i am sorry that some of our newspapers are losing their irreverence they publish too much about that puppet of an emperor in germany and this dissemination of foreign literature is affecting our women there are women in america and perfectly respectable women who are ready to sell themselves to anything bearing the name of duke indignation over sham nobility led to a discussion of mark twain's forthcoming book a connecticut yankee in king arthur's court i want to get at the englishman but in order to do that i must deal with the english publisher and the english publishers are cowards and so are the english newspapers i have had to modify and modify my book to suit the english publisher's taste until i really cannot cut it any more i talked to mr osgood about it and he said that there was only one publisher in london that would take my book as i wanted to leave it and that house was not quite reputable i've got to have a respectable house and mr osgood said that my london publisher mr chateau Was one of the bravest of them yes mr chatto will do the best he can but he will cut my book all i could do was to appeal to him to cut it as little as possible i am anxious to know my fate i see that he has cut my preface yes more than half of my preface is gone and all because of a little playful remark of mine about the divine right of kings the reporter asked how long were you at work on this book mr clemens i projected it four years ago and it has been in manuscript for three years i put it in pigeonholes and took it out now and then to see how it was getting on and replaced it again i began to think several months ago that it was about ripe and that the times were about ripe for it and sure enough it was for there is brazil gets rid of her emperor in twenty-four hours and there is talk of a republic in portugal and in australia and curiously enough the proclamation of the brazilian republicans is very similar I mean, in the idea, not the words—to that which my hero issues abolishing the monarchy. There was a discussion of Mark Twain's books and of pirated English editions, during which Mark Twain said of the British pirate John Camden Hotton, "'I should like very much to blow Mr. Hotton's brains out, not that I have any objection to Mr. Houghton, but just to see.' Then the reporter changed the subject by asking, "'Are you pestered with autograph fiends?' (laughs) "'Yes, I get my share of them. I write out a few hundred cards now and then, and give them to my secretary to mail. When I sent them myself, I used to discriminate. I would not send my autograph unless the applicants sent addressed envelopes. No matter whether they sent a thousand cards or—' A HUNDRED THOUSAND STAMPS, IF THEY DIDN'T WRITE THE ADDRESS, I GOBBLED THEIR STAMPS AND KEPT MY AUTOGRAPH. After an upstairs visit to the billiard-room and a great deal of unreported talk by Mark Twain, the reporter asked a final question. "'And when may we expect another book?' "'I don't know. I don't write the book. A book writes itself.' if there is another book in me it will come out and i will put it on paper end of interview read by john greenman